Some religious teachers once asked Jesus about the coming of the kingdom of God. In other words, what would it look like if heaven were to fully manifest itself on earth? This is what they wanted to know. Jesus responded by saying that the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed in the same way that we would normally observe things. It's not something that people will be able to point to and say, hey, look, there it is. It won't be this way, Jesus said, because the kingdom of God is inside of you. Because heaven has already penetrated the center, the core of reality itself. It envelops and it permeates everything. All things exist in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God exists in all things. So trying to see the kingdom of God, it's about like trying to look out of your own eyes to see your own eyeballs. Trying to find the kingdom of God or heaven. It's like a bird at flight trying to find more air. Or a fish in the depths of the sea trying to find more water. A few weeks ago, my son, he came to me one night and he asked me, Daddy, where do people go to whenever they die? And I gave him a sort of like rushed Sunday school type of answer because his little sister, she's, she's two, she was screaming at me as I was trying to clean dried spaghetti sauce off of her face. <laughs> so traumatized by making her clean, right? So it wasn't the best context to have a deep metaphysical conversation with a five-year-old about life and death. <laughs> so I just told him that people go to heaven to be with God whenever they die. Okay, he said. But where's heaven? I smiled as I realized that he was ready for a deeper answer. So I pointed to his heart. And as the light bulb went off, he smiled from ear to ear. So when people die, they go to be with God. With me? In my heart? He asked. children intuit the kingdom of God far better, far better than we adults do. But whenever we grown-ups finally draw aside the veil through prayer, finally, we slowly begin to realize that heaven or the kingdom of God, it's not a place outside of this earthly existence. Rather, heaven is the ground of existence itself the fountain out of which all things flow. And we realize that God is closer to us than our every thought, closer to us than our every breath, closer than every single heartbeat. And then we come to realize that the same is no less true of our departed loved ones, for they are in Christ as St. Paul liked to say, and Christ is within us, for the kingdom of God is within you. As St. Macarius said hundreds of years ago, the heart, it's only a small vessel, yet God is there, and so are the angels. Life is there, and the kingdom, 
There too is light, and there the apostles, and there all of the inhabitants of all heavenly cities, and treasures of grace. All things lie within the tiny little space that is the human heart. So in order to get to heaven, to experience its treasures of grace, we don't have to leave this planet or our bodies. All we have to do is let our minds descend into our hearts through prayer. All we have to do is discover the stirring of God's Spirit within the deep waters of our souls. And there we will find that the true self is indeed surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, as the author of the book of Hebrews puts it. God is always, always with us. And because of this, our departed loved ones are always, always with us. The problem is not that heaven is far from us or that our departed loved ones are far from us. The problem is that we are far from ourselves, far from the heaven that rests at the very center of us. We have not yet learned how to overcome the duality between mind and heart between body and spirit, between the heaven and earth that exists within us. So the problem isn't that God is far from us, that our departed loved ones are far from us. The problem is what Jesus always said that it was, that we've grown accustomed to not having the eyes to see the kingdom of God all around us and within us. We tend to think that our existence began whenever we were born and that it will end whenever we die, but this is simply not true. Before I knit you in my mother's womb, God said to Jeremiah, I knew you. And Paul said that when we die, we enter fully into the power of Jesus' resurrection In other words, we go to be where Jesus is, but there is nowhere that Jesus is not. Death is not the extinction of consciousness, but the expansion of it. Once we grasp this, we see that there really is no beginning or end, that there is no life or death. There just is is. Whenever you look up at the sky and see a beautiful cloud passing by, the cloud seems to come and to go. It seems to come into existence and then die out. But clouds don't die. They transform. That which they are composed of descends as water, and it revitalizes the earth. So whenever you wake up in the morning and see the dew resting on the blades of grass, the cloud is also resting there. The cloud is in the dew of the morning. And in the humidity that you feel on your skin, 
the cloud is also there. In the raindrops that nourish the soil and the flowers in your garden, the cloud is also there. And yes, as you look up to the sky, you might become saddened because you can no longer see the beautiful, unique cloud. It has passed by, it's out of sight. And it's okay to lament this loss. It's normal to be sad whenever something so beautiful and unique leaves us. If you have the ears to hear, then hear. But just because you cannot see the cloud in the sky anymore, it does not mean that she is any less present. She is just as present to you. She is present to you, just in a different way now. In fact, in pouring herself out and watering the earth, the cloud is closer to you now than she ever was before. My friends, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Simply let yourself rest in God's resting in you. Simply let yourself rest in the kingdom's resting in you. And you will have the eyes to see soon enough. That before, the cloud was somewhere to you. But soon enough, you will see that she is everywhere to you. <laughs>